Yo, 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 what's good? It's the one true host, and this week's episode is a special edition episode. This is my first foray into a one-on-one sit-down interview style. A little spin-off series within the small state Big Takes realm. Uh, this week's episode is a sit-down interview with Irish author Denise Deegan to talk about her new book that just came out on Amazon. I know this is kind of random, but is, this is a fun one. New new uh, spin on things, so check it out, see what you think, and uh, yeah, we'll be doing this for a little while, it's kind of fun. Check it out. Alright, welcome back to Small State Big Takes, this is Steve Scott, and I'm here alone today, uh, my friends are all at work, and I am not, so I'm here today with Denise Deegan from Ireland, she is an author, uh, and otherwise, I don't know too much, so we're going to figure out a lot of things today. How you doing, Denise? I'm great, thanks. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, Good. So, I heard you have a new book coming out. Or- yes, it's called The Little Book of Irishisms. And so it's just about the way we speak English over here, which is our own version of English, which is actually kind of hilarious. Like, people, people, even people in the UK, like, don't understand a lot of the words that we have. And they're kind of, some of them have come from the Irish language. And I don't know where some of them come. They're just mental. You know, they're right. mad. Give me the yeah. craziest one. What's the craziest word that you know that is spelled differently and weirdly? Because like around here, I mean, I'm in from New England and we say a lot of mm-hmm. things. We drop the R a lot, like pocket. Oh, okay. that, that kind oh of stuff. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, things I think that might cause confusion in the States. I think that that's kind of an interesting thing to look at. So crack. So like if somebody has great crack in the states they're probably referring to drugs whereas in ireland (laughs) we're just talking about fun so like somebody might say oh that was great crack and like we use it all the time like everyone uses it all ages that was great crack and um or it can also mean news so if you say to someone what's the crack it's like what's the story what's up Um, and and some people will say it instead of saying hello they'll say oh what's the crack because we're a very chatty kind of nation. And so it's not just hello, it's like, how's it going? What's happening? You know, it's, let's all chat. And so I think crack is, is a great word for like almost summarizing Irish people because we love news and we love fun. And so crack, everyone has the crack. The crack. So that's a good one. To, that's a good one to throw out when you come to Ireland. Good to know. Is yeah. that, have you used that your whole life or is that like a newer yeah. kind of slang? Nope. That it, that every, yeah, everyone has the crack and it's a very important thing to be able to do. Just let your hair in, have a crack and, uh, you know, yeah. I, I really think it just symbolizes us like as a people when we go abroad. I think, this is my own theory, that we're not very threatening to other nations because we're just interested in having the crack, you know? Having the crack. Yeah. How about, do people we're say, not yeah, I've never, I've never uh, been felt threatened by anyone that's Irish around mm. here. <laughs> No. <laughs> Do people say what's cracking to you sometimes? Because I didn't hear that not one. Not really. Not really. No, no. It's what's the crack? What's up? Um, another, another few ones that might cause a little bit of confusion. One of the, another word we use all the time, and it's kind of like when we're lazy and we can't think of the words that we want to use. So instead of saying the thing, so we'd say, give me that yoke. The yoke. So people, yeah. So, and it's, we spell it Y-O-K-E. So the first time I, I was sort of chatting to a friend of mine in New York who's American and I know her so well. We were just chatting away. And this really was the whole reason I wrote the book was because it was the starting point. Like I was chatting away to her. I said, oh, here, give me that yoke. And she looked at me as if like, what are you talking about? Like there's no egg here. And I, I suddenly realized, you know, we're speaking the same language, but actually there's so many words that just cause huge confusion. So yoke is thing. So the ultimate compliment you can give somebody here is your mad joke, like your mad thing. Gotcha. If we're, we're, we like a little bit of crazy. So if you, if you call someone a mad joke, that is like, you're kind of saying to someone you're hilarious. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad joke. How about, do you ever say, do you ever say bloke? Is that, or is that a English yeah, thing? Yeah, no, we could say bloke, but that kind of thing that nearly, well, I feel that comes like from England. You yeah, know, okay. bloke. Yeah, well, what's, you know, a bloke. Yeah, bloke. Well, yeah. There you go. What's a, so, what's a slang that'd be like an insult to someone? Like, oh, that guy's a, like, I don't know. 
Um, you could say a twit is a nice one. That's twit. really <laughs> yeah. That's really that one. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah, okay. Totally. Okay. I've taken out a load of them because I knew you were going to ask me. Okay, you ready? Yeah. An amadon is a fool. That comes from the Irish word amadon, right? Okay. Kind of long. Um, kind of a long word. That's kind of a long word to say. Yeah, yeah. And and also like some of our insults, a lot of our insults are actually compliments as well. So l- listen to these now. Let's see. Okay. Um, a chancer. So a chancer is somebody chances their arm, you know, do you know that expression? They're kind of like, oh, I'll just try this out, see if I can get away with it. That's again, Irish people love chancers. So uh-huh. you could call, you could be insulting someone and say, yeah, you chancer, but actually invariably it's kind of a compliment. Um, so a fecker, that, that's kind of an insult, but it's kind of affectionate as well. Okay. Um, an eejit, you've heard of eejit, have you? No. Okay, well, that's hugely used. So that means like an idiot. You big okay. idiot. Yeah, you big idiot. Oh, okay. use that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. Like an Irish person would be like so impressed with you. Um, a gobshite. So, okay, so we, we, we say shit, but we also say shite. So a gobshite then is an idiot or a, a twit or a fool. Okay. Many, many words for food. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> We, like we literally have so many words. Um, okay, what else? I love this one, but I don't think it's necessarily Irish because a muppet is comes from America. But like, if you're an idiot, we'll call you a muppet. You big muppet. Okay, I like um, that one. That's a good one. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yep. Um, How do you spell that oh. one? Oh, well, like M U P P E T. Like a okay, muppet. yeah, all right. Yeah. So, so the there are a few things that we can't stand in Ireland, right? So. Uh, saying somebody is a tight bastard means that they're really like cheap and spend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, we have that one. Yeah. The ultimate insults like here. And the other one is someone who has notions. So that's that's an expression we used to say that the person is like full of themselves. They think they're fantastic, the delusions of a grandeur. Like okay. in Ireland, if someone has notions, like someone is gonna come along and take them down a peg or two. In other words, you know, we're gonna knock <laughs> out of you because it's for your own good so, so that's that's a real irish thing um so a word that comes from sort of like um uh, the irish language is a, a schlieveen that would be a really sly person that's a really okay. irish word yeah yeah like we've i look i could be here all day telling you cool. all the words we have for insulting someone and like i've i've also researched the compliments very few very really, few. really? <laughs> would it be a compliment would it be like you that guy's a great person Okay, well, what I love, one of our words that I absolutely love is a dote. You spell it D-O-T-E. And it's just like, what, when you say someone's a dote, it's just the nicest person. It's like a sweetheart, but even more. It's just like, if somebody calls somebody a dote, you'd never doubt that. You know, that the fact that they really like that person. So a dote is one. What else have I got? Oh, yeah, someone who's sound. Do you use that at all? No. So no, a person, I, oh, he's a really sound guy. Like sound a nice guy? Like, like a yeah. good person? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Really, like a good guy. Yeah. A decent, like reliable kind of guy, good friend kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that would be so sound. Um, a legend. Would you use legend for a person? Would you? No? Yeah. You would? Would you, yeah. But that'd you be do. like, if that person's like the greatest, like Tom Brady, yeah. if you're familiar yeah, with yeah. The, uh, football around here. Okay. <laughs> Okay, but we would use it like that, but we'd also use it like, oh, he's a great guy, he's a legend. He's a legend, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, or we, we might say, oh, he's massive. That, okay. It doesn't mean he's necessarily big, he's just great, massive. Yep. Um, or he's a, he or she is a pet, P-E-T. Okay. I know we, we pronounce our T's really soft, so when I'm saying things like dote, pet, I know you're kind of thinking, what, how would you spell that? Because that sounds very strange. Yes. This T. So um, we might say something like, oh, he's a man after my own heart. That's, that's, a, that's a good one. That's what my girlfriend says about me. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Recently. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good phrase. <laughs> yeah. And then I think I should tell you the ones that we actually don't say. So, so I think a lot of American people think we say things like this. Um, top of the morning to you. Don't say that? We don't say that. Nobody says that. No. Or... Um, May the road rise with you. No. I don't know that one, but uh, no. you don't know say that. That's, yeah. that's the one that, like, you know, people might trot out to to sound Irish, but like we, that comes from directly from the Irish language. So the Irish language, I think a lot of people think we call that Gaelic. We don't. Yes. We call it, we call it Irish. 
Okay. Good to know. So yeah, yeah. So so like, to, may the the road rise with you comes from the Irish language. It means good luck. But it, it really. It, so we would say we would never say it in English, but we would say it in Irish maybe. Like mm-hmm. good Irish on Boherlot is what you'd say. Okay. So, so yeah. So um, we don't call Ireland era. What do you call it? Oh yeah, Aaron Go Bra, right? Yeah, only in Irish. No, you, that isn't. That is something in the Irish language. But if you, an Irish person would never say "era" if they're speaking English. Ah, it's a thing. <laughs> oh, it's good to know. I, I, I never thought yeah. of that. I know, and people think they're being nice to you when they say "era," but actually, it's kind of an insult because it comes from the UK. Um, yeah, so it's not. It's this is not important. A, this yeah. isn't an important interview. This is, this is, yes, wow, <laughs> we're bridging the gap here from to Americans. This, the right. Americans need to know this stuff. This is this is important yeah. stuff. Yeah, you need to bring this little book along with you when you're heading to Ireland, and you will not make any mistakes. Definitely. Well, let me let me see it. Do you have it on you? Is, yeah. is it with you? Yes. Very cool. Yeah. The little book of Irishisms. And the reason, see, it's backwards there. The writing is backwards. I see. I see it right on. A little book of Irishisms. Yeah. Known, know the Irish through our words. I like it. Yeah. 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 And I love the cover. Because it's cool. got little tiny little speech bubbles, like give over. So the little birds are saying to each other, give over. So that's what you say to somebody if you just say, like if someone is maybe exaggerating or something, you want them to shut up, you just say, oh, give over. Give over. Give over. Okay. Yeah. Or what else? Legit. That means run. Yeah. If okay. You were, if you were doing um, doing a runner, have you ever heard of doing a runner? No. So doing a runner is like if you're in a restaurant or coffee shop or something like that and you run, like you leg it, you don't pay. It doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Around here we call that chew and screw. Oh, okay, okay. That's something you do when you're young and you do it once just yeah. to get it out of the way. <laughs> have you ever done it? I never have. Yes, I have. Good for you. How much was the bill? <laughs> oh, it was, it was tiny. And you know what? It wasn't, we didn't really care. We were really young. We were teenagers and we just did it for the laugh. Okay, that's another expression, for the laugh. Everything we do is for the laugh. Yep. And it was just myself and my friend. It was just to do it and to, to be bold. Okay, so being bold in Ireland is a big thing. And so... We just literally took off and we were just laughing. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't catch us because we were laughing so much. But yeah, we did. So I have done it. That's very it's funny. Good. I'd recommend it, but you're a bit old now. You might actually end up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get in trouble and they won't think I'm as cool yeah. as I was when I was a kid. No, 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 no. <laughs> so uh, what other books have you written? I heard, So you're a novelist. Um, so tell me about the books you've written in the past and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So I write under a pseudonym, actually, just to confuse things. Um, so... Uh, Right under the uh, my my kids are called Amy and Alex, and what? Amy is well, it's the French way A I M E E. So I combine their two names for my pen name, so it's Amy Alexander. So I write, so I've written, um, I guess you call them kind of family dramas. So they're like, um, uh, let's see, woman falls for a guy who starts to act very strangely. Um, yeah, and I won't say what happens there, but it's um. It's kind of like you fall for this guy and he's like magnetic, he's funny, he's witty, he's charming. And you completely go into his world, whatever, and then things start to go a bit off. So that, that one is called The Accidental Life of Greg Miller. And that had an interesting story itself. It was originally published with a different title by Penguin. Then it went out of print eventually. And then I published it myself. And then... Amazon Publishing saw that it was doing really well, and then they asked me, to, "Could they publish it?" Because they actually publish as well. Um, they don't just sell books; they they actually publish too. So it sort of ended up three different, you know, adventures of the same book. Wow! So, yeah, so it was an interesting journey in itself. Is there murder, or is it just no? <laughs> just drama <laughs> no <laughs> us, us Americans love murder <laughs> I know I know we all love a bit of murder <laughs> but uh, there is no murder they're no more murder. like they're more like sort of um, love story family drama type things with a big crisis-y issue type situation okay yeah and you, have, and you have more books like that too yeah yeah so then there's another one where there's a single mom and her little when her little boy gets sick this is one of my favorite ones her little boy charlie gets sick she has to face um 
you know, people in her past that she is actually, you know, the way you kind of avoid certain people. And these people are kind of important people. And uh, she sort of just tried to avoid these big situations in her life. And this, when her boy Charlie gets sick and he needs a bone marrow transplant, Yep. She has to go back to these people and ask them for that. She has to confront them. So even though, like, Charlie is one of my favorite characters that I've ever written, but um, it's about, it's, it's more like her story. It's Jenny's story, the mum. And it's so weird because when that book was published, a, a journalist came and, and interviewed me. And it was so strange because she had, she was a single mum. She had had leukemia and it was like, this is so spooky. And, um, and the thing is, she asked me about, you know, finishing up the book and, and Charlie. And I actually got upset. I started crying because I missed my character so much because the book was over. It was so embarrassing. I was <laughs> and I said, don't put that in the article. And she did. <laughs> but she was really nice. But I guess that's the kind of thing that people like to hear. Where do you get your inspiration for these kind of dramas and stuff like that? Yeah, I'm always getting ideas. I mean, I, I wrote this a trilogy of young adult books. Now, they're published under my own name, Denise Deegan. And um, that was a really interesting start off. So I had, I had written four books that were adults. And I had just finished a two-book deal with Penguin. So it was kind of like free. And I love picture books. Like, they're my big thing. Because to me, they're like art galleries with a story like that's just like my happy time so myself and an artist friend met up for coffee and we were um going to do one together and the ideas we were coming up with so bad and yeah they were really bad and one of them was a story about um uh, oh, yes? so, i had to pause it actually someone yeah. is knocking on the door one second i'm just gonna pause the recording one second, sure. one second. Sorry for the interruption. I had a FedEx delivery. So here we are. Denise, continue, please. <laughs> no problems. Um, so, so yeah, so um, we came up with this idea for a story that was terrible. It was about a dad who went away and went to Spain and came back and was teaching his daughter about all things Spanish. And it was just like so boring. And then my friend went to the loo. And while she was gone, literally what happened was the dialogue this dialogue, this conversation came flying into my head and I didn't know where it was coming from. And it was a dad and a teenage girl and the teenage girl was really angry with him and sarcastic, but she was also kind of hurt and vulnerable. And I was like, what the hell is this? So I got no. it served yet and I just took it all down. Didn't know where it was coming from. And because I just finished a four book deal, I thought, well, I don't know what this is. This could be a novel. It could be a short story. It could be actually nothing because I had a very bad back at one time and I had started writing a novel and I was so unwell that it was rubbish and I had to walk away from that. So I thought, well, this could be something similar. I don't know. But anyway, I had just finished a, a book deal, so I was free to just explore and play. And so it turned out that I, it ended up as a trilogy. It turned out that this girl, the reason she was angry with her dad was that her mom had died six months previously and he wasn't there for her. And I didn't know where it come from until a journalist, when the book was written, the whole thing was written, published, whatever. And she said, well, you know, where did this come from? And uh, it suddenly struck me. It came from the whole picture book idea that when a parent isn't around, it's not necessarily a good thing. Like in the picture, they're saying, oh, he goes, he learns about Spain. He comes back and he tells the kid, but actually it's really traumatic for someone if they if they lose their parent or a parent is absent. So I think that's where it came from. So basically my subconscious, but I do hear, voices all the time in my head like I'm writing some screenplays now and I'm finding that quite hard because you would think in film that it's all about dialogue and, right. and it is but it's really much more about how can you show stuff visually and um, so that for me it's quite challenging because I literally everything comes in in conversation in my head all my characters speak and I hear them and I write it down how long have you been writing for Oh God, how long have I been writing for? It must be, is it 15 years? 20, could it be 20 years? I don't know. I don't even want to know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of work though. That's a lot of writing. Like yeah, yeah. times and characters yeah, 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 and stuff. Yeah. All the characters yeah. that, you've, that you've heard in your mind and have been able to yeah. put to paper. So, yeah. So one of the, one of the ones I wrote was an historical one about, um, we have, uh, we have a very famous Easter rising, a revolution here in Ireland. It happened in 1916 and it was like 
these very ordinary Irish people like poets, teachers, shopkeepers, they all became volunteers and they rebelled against British rule and, you know, a lot of them were killed and whatever. Anyway, it was a really interesting time in our history. And so I wrote a book about that. And one of the things that happened when I was writing that book, and it can happen a lot actually, is that there are certain characters that don't exist when you're starting your story and they arrive mm-hmm. and they muscle their way in and they actually can become very important. And in this story, two, two characters arrived like that. One was a little girl called Lily and one was this um, guy who was kind of, he was a rebel, very, very um, sort of angry and aggressive on the outside, but actually really nice on the inside. So I love when that happens because it means your story is coming alive and it's just taking off itself. I like that. I think that's, I think that's really cool that that's how the process works for you too, is that it just kind of comes to you rather than like having a whole idea formulated beforehand. Yeah. It's, it's, it, for me, it's much better to come like that now with, with screenplays. That's another thing that's difficult because you're working with a much shorter frame of reference. So one page on a screenplay is a minute on the screen. So you're kind of aiming for about 90 pages. So you have to make your, well, you could go up to 120, but you have to make your writing really work in very small amount of time. And, and, and so basically you also have to structure it in a very certain way. So it becomes quite a deliberate process. So that's, that's a huge challenge for me as well. Um, so I'm, I'm actually writing, I just got some funding from, Screen Ireland, that's the film body in Ireland, to adapt one of my teenage novels. And um, and I, I'm, I'm beginning to get into it now and, and feel it because the story exists. So it's not so worrying for me to try and, you know, plot it all out in advance um, because it exists. Um, and it's just a case of somehow making it work visually um, and also obviously condensed and hold on to things like the theme and let a lot of stuff go but it's 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 funny how it's like with writing for me it's like exercising a muscle like it's like as if the muscle the brain is a muscle so when you go from novels to screenplays it feels like it's a different muscle um and now this would be my third to write so it's coming easier the the muscles are beginning to function better i think so you have to adapt your own book to a screenplay yeah 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 wow that seems like a lot of a lot of work but also that's very cool you get to revisit your characters and all that stuff right <laughs> i'm going back to that world that i really missed and i didn't realize i missed it and now i'm back there and i'm loving it and it's just i love teenage energy and, and ch- children's energy i just love i just think they're the best humans i really do i think you know my theory is that you know as we get older we get eroded almost like you know when you're studying in geography you're studying weathering and erosion i just think it yeah. kind of happens those two so so i love being back in that world where everything is so emotionally intense you know yes. you never feel it strongly in life ever as as you did as a teenager i mean when you think about it it's such a challenging time isn't it you're going from child to adult yes in a few years now mind you a dog would look at you and go what are you on <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know you're right though i, ha- I have the same thought but I mean, recently i'm i'm 27 and i think about how like because like now i'm starting to become more independent with my life and stuff and you know even at like 17 16 how much things mattered to me like little things little things people would say conversations i had and now it's like like I'm I'm a plumber. That's that's my job every oh, day. Oh wow! Wow. When when I go to work, I get told you know, I, I not many people in my my line of work aren't as friendly as as me. I don't think, but I let things roll off me a lot more, a lot better now than I ever did than I did when I was a child or a teen. So totally different world as an you know I'm an adult, but like not like a I guess I am a full blown adult, but like at the time <laughs> when I, when I was younger, I felt like I would never be this like, you know callous but not, yeah. not even callous. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm trying to get at like um yeah well i i learned recently could um that that it really your brain isn't fully mature until you're 25 so yeah that too. yeah somebody was saying to me like don't expect your kids to just be completely and utterly sensible you know once they hit 18 because they're right. not going to be not fully actually mature in terms of decision making and stuff like that until you're 25. So it's hard to know what you want to do at that time too, like when you go to college and stuff like that. So 
hard to know what to do anytime. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a total fact. <laughs> Should I get up? Should I get out of bed? I don't know. <laughs> do I go to work? Is it worth it? <laughs> What's, what is your personal favorite book? Do you have, do you have a personal favorite book? Um, there are so many favorites for so many reasons. And some of them are the characters, like the, the, the historical one. And I've only written one historical one. Um, one thing I loved about that is I was doing my research yep. and I found this amazing book that was written in 1917. And um, it was of these um, sports, top sports people in Ireland at the time, at the top of their game in, in, very, in rugby and in um, Gaelic sport. And um, they walked off the pitch very famously and joined up this regiment. Um, and they went off to fight in World War I um, with the British, even though we were so against each other and so opposed. And the people who joined, a lot of them were, were, were people who were rebels. And they joined because they were promised by the English government that Ireland would be given power at the end of the war if they joined up. So loads of them joined up. But this book that I read about this particular regiment of, of top level athletes um, who went off, they were often very, very young, 19 or whatever. And they were, they were such buddies, and that's why they were called the pals because a lot of them gave up officer, officerships and stuff like that just so they could be together. And they went out to Gallipoli, um, which is now Turkey. And, oh, completely massacred an awful lot of them it was such a big mistake sending oh. troops there yeah it was a disaster it was turtle and um so but at the back of this book they had little small photographs of loads of these pals and um what struck me was you know sometimes when you look at a, a historical book the people look they don't look like they would look now they look right. like you know, they don't look like us. Mm -hmm. These guys just look like they could be out in the street outside, just regular faces, really beautiful faces. And so what I did was I, I picked a few that really just spoke to me. And I said, okay, so I'm gonna base a few characters on these guys. Yeah, and then when I was writing these scenes out in Gallipoli, it was as if like the whole thing was just channeling through me. It was a really emotional experience and um you know just life in the trenches and it's a very irish thing to be humorous in the darkest of times because i guess our history plus our weather yeah right <laughs> After laugh. and um, so so that for me was a very emotional book because i felt i was actually connecting and in a sense really corny with people who existed in another time um but but i have i do have a very deep personal connection to my characters I don't even they're not even characters to me to use the word characters seems unfair um my my teenage books very very close to them and I can't pick one because it's a trilogy and each one focuses on a different friend of a trio of friends so if I was to pick one it would be like I was picking a favorite so I can't do that yeah yeah and the middle one the one that I'm adapting is um uh was was hard one for me to write because I had decided I was going to write from the point of view of each friend and I didn't like this particular girl I thought I'm going to write a whole novel about her but she just turned out to be this super ninja because because of what she had to deal with going through it and she transformed into this amazing strong person um so that's one that I love as well but I also love the first one because that's drove me down that road and introduced me to these girls and to those and then then the adult ones any of those and one of the hardest ones was the one about the the woman who falls for the guy. I won't say why, because that would give away the whole mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, they're all very special in different ways. And I love the Little Book of Irishisms because it's it's very special because it's fun, and it's it's really all about being an Irish person. But it's not it's not saying it. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like through our words, you learn so much about it. It's like what I was saying about crack and how we're so into having the crack. You know what I mean? And it's illustrated by my daughter. She's got these little cartoon images, which are so cute and they mean so much to me as well. So I love that. Um, and I guess I love that it's a, it's a nonfiction book as well. And it's about, it's just like, a, I guess it's about who, who I am as well, you know, because you are, you know, when you're Irish, there is an awful lot about you that is actually comes from being, you know, Irish or that kind of, I don't know, we're just, very specific kind of person we're just you know 
it says a lot about you just even say you're Irish. I think you've probably got a slight flavor of that now from from talking with me, I hope. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. This is really yeah. cool. Yeah. I had a so your books, they're all available on Amazon. Is that yeah. the deal? Right, yeah, cool. they are. And Barnes and Noble. This one is this the little book of Irishisms is on Barnes and Noble as well. So um I should you know. mention that. Yeah, because they decided to stock it. So I should say that that's where you can get it. And you can get it on like book depository and Amazon and very nice. I'll and I'm sure if you wander into your local shop and ask them to order it, you can just order it. So okay. yeah, because I know some people like to support bookshops. So. Yes, I I do. Yeah. I have a personal. Yeah. I have one Westerly. Um, uh, question for you. So mm -hmm. this is off topic of books, but um, yeah. sports. So you said rugby. Yeah. So uh, what yeah. you love? I I we don't have rugby around here re really. They don't really yeah. cover it on TV or anything. But um, is that your favorite sport? well i wouldn't play it now yeah. um <laughs> but I, to watch it I, I that is the sport that i would watch rugby and horse racing i yeah. like horse racing as well um so so big sports in ireland would would be rugby but we have our own sport called gaelic i don't know whether you've ever come across that so our national sport we've two of them one is called hurling you should go on youtube and watch it it is mental right so they so these people have to wear like helmets and actual kind of like um face protection because it's so fast so they're literally flying around they have these sticks called hurls and they whack this really hard ball called a slitter and it is like it is really great to watch and you should definitely, if you're into sports, you should absolutely watch it. It's called hurling. Okay. And then the other one we have is like, okay, so, so we call for our football is like soccer. Your football is, is like, I suppose an American version of rugby. Yeah. 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 So, so our Gaelic football, so Gaelic soccer would be um, a round ball that you can actually pick up and run with. And when you do that, you have to bounce it. So it's, it's, it's quite strange. And then you can, so you can get a goal, which is three points, or you can kick it over the bar and get a point. But it is also very fast. Um, so those are two national sports. Okay. Gala. Yeah, and then we have rugby, we'd obviously have basketball and everything else. In baseball? The we wouldn't have, no, I was just gonna say we wouldn't have baseball. Baseball no. is... Our, our like our personal favorite in this podcast we talk yeah. about baseball all the time but yeah. we, like it, we like it all though we, we love we love football and we don't really watch much soccer but we're trying to yeah. we have like one yeah. guy in the, in the podcast that's a big soccer guy yeah but rugby is like would be our favorite probably if we were yeah. irish if we were into it oh you would yeah i know rugby's great it's, for me it's 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 great to watch did you ever play it? it's kind of no, my daughter did though. Really? My husband and my husband played it a lot and he played it in rugby actually where it all started. Where's that? Uh, in England. No way. I didn't yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So um so yeah, so it's it, I mean it's it's it, oh my son played it. Everybody except me actually. <laughs> I'm too much I'm too much of a wimp. My daughter would love me to play because she's always thinking I need what did she what did she call it? Upper body. <laughs> Upper body strength? <laughs> Is it true you have to tape your you have to tape your ears up? Is that is that a thing or is that that'd be an Irishism well, question? Um, people do, um, and I think if you're doing it at any sort of like serious level, you should because yeah. you see these guys going around and their ears are oh my god, oh. They're, they're awful. They're paper yeah. thin and red and sticking out. They're horrible. Oh. Yeah, I would recommend that. Yeah, but I'm sure these tough guys probably a lot of them are like yeah, I don't care. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. I don't need ears to get the ladies. <laughs> Who needs to hear things? <laughs> uh, have you ever been to America yourself? Oh, yeah. Loads of times. I love the States. Yeah. Where, have you, where have you been? So I've been to New York, where I absolutely love, yeah. love, love, love New York, um, LA, San Francisco. Um, I went to a wedding in Las Vegas. That would not be a favorite of mine um <laughs> I, I i'm just more into sort of like i guess nature and stuff and it's very it's just oh, so i've never been i, I hear oh. it's crazy <laughs> i think you either love it or you hate it yeah yeah i love the hangover mind you the movie great movie months. wasn't it hilarious yes. oh my god such a brilliant movie um and where else pennsylvania another wedding pennsylvania um have i been anywhere else i don't 
think so. So it just seems to me I've been around the edges, like the different coasts. Gotcha, yeah. Not so far in. Yeah, um, I'm dying to get back because we've been barred because of COVID. So as of November, now we can return. So yeah. We that. So we missed a, a celebration of somebody, of a friend. So, but I think we're mm-hmm. going to go anyway in November, just to New York mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe New York State a little bit up from yeah. New York, um, upstate New York, because um, we friends there. And um, I presume the leaves will have turned by then. Will they? We'll miss that, will we? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's probably going to happen pretty soon. Yeah, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. You've been around though. I, I've uh, I've never been to Ireland, but I know there's some you cheap flights. Come. Yeah. Oh my god, you should absolutely come. You'd yeah. love it. Oh yeah, like Ireland is great. How, how long of a flight? <laughs> how long of a flight for you to get from Ireland to New York? Um, I think it's about five hours. That's oh, not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Like for, I think Americans like are so used to traveling long distances because your country is so big. Yeah, it is pretty. Big. Um, like for, readers of mine, who I'm in touch with, they'll say, "Oh yeah, I just drove to see my son in seven hours." I'm like, "What? Oh. How could you? How could you do that?" But you just I tell you what, yeah. where, where we live in Rhode Island, a, a drive about an hour long—that's too long. That's that's, that's oh, way too. Because yeah. we, you know, we have the small estate, and yeah. if, if you if you have to drive to like, because we live in I live in like southern Rhode Island, like near the beaches, but um, if you have to go to Providence, which is the capital, yeah. better pack a lunch because that's a long day. <laughs> that's about forty-five yeah. minutes. <laughs> 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 How big is Ireland? Is it? Could you drive it in a day? You could. Yeah, you could. Um, now. So we live in Dublin uh-huh. and some places that there are certain places in Ireland that are very, very popular with Americans. So Dingle is a place that's really popular with Americans. That's in Kerry. That's right down. So we're sort of, if you think of Ireland as a teddy bear. Okay. I'm following you. And Dublin would be, and the teddy bear is back in the center of the teddy bear. And then. Uh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Chief wants to be part of the podcast. Please relax, my friend. Thank you. All right. We're good. <laughs> obedience. Did you know? He just stopped. He just stopped, yeah. yeah. He, likes, he likes to be spoken to like a human. Relax. All right, we're good. Cool. Wow. <laughs> That's good training. Okay, so, so the feet would be the where Carrie is. So that would take you, that could take you, to get to Dingle could take about six hours. Okay. So if you were, so if you were going from right up in Donegal, right up at the top, right down to the bottom, you could do it, definitely, but it would, it would be kind of exhausting. So recently I did a, a, actually last, last Friday, my dad and I drove from Florida all the way home because he bought a new car and that took, it took 17 hours. Oh dear God. I know. That was sick and wrong to do that. That was, we we did it all in one shot and, uh. Are you still talking? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't even know. I was going to work the next day. It was like, I don't know what you're trying to do, kill me or what. But, <laughs> but um, so, so, yeah, I guess America is a lot bigger than Ireland. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. No, you wouldn't have to travel 17 hours. No, for, no, no. Never. You'd drive off the edge. You'd get in the water. <laughs> Be deep in the ocean. <laughs> do you ever go to Europe and stuff like that? You ever been over there? Yeah, all the time. All the time. Where, all do you, the time. where have you gone over there? Oh, everywhere. Like, um... We we go to Portugal a lot. I really like the Portuguese. Portugal, Spain, Italy, Sicily. Oh, I love Berlin, Germany. Um, yeah, those would be the the main ones we'd go to. People go everywhere, and our kids now would be going further east. Like Hungary is very popular at the moment because yep. it's yeah, it's cheap. And some people go to college actually in Hungary because it's really good value. Like friends of my daughter are doing veterinary in Budapest. Um, so yeah, so we do travel around. It, I mean, I think it's easier for other people because um, they're on the the continent, so we're a little island, so we have to fly everywhere. But you know, it's it's right. not a big deal. Yeah. The um, I went to before COVID. I went to uh, Europe. We did a Central Europe thing. We went to oh, wow. um, Germany, Austria, Czech Republic, um, oh, wow. Poland. And oh wow. We did. We hit up uh, Budapest for one day. Oh. Pretty cool. It was it was in the middle of summer though. It was so hot, yeah. and it was a little bit sketchy compared to the other places that we had gone. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. But that was my experience in the, that that part of the world. It's the only time I've ever been. Well, over you've there. seen more. I haven't been to Poland. I haven't been to the Czech Republic, and I haven't been to Hungary. So you've done wow. you've done better than me. How yeah. About How about that? That was a long flight. <laughs> to, we we flew from New York to to Berlin, and oh, that nice. was 
that was like a 12 hour flight, 14 oh, hours, whatever it was. God. I know it was a long one. Yeah. yeah. But pretty cool that you're, that we're able to do that. I, I hope that COVID allows yeah. us to, uh, I mean, be, be able to do that again. I Cause I don't know. How yeah, no, you will. yeah, for sure. Once you have your COVID search, you can pretty much travel in um, Europe around. Like, so we, we, I don't know whether you have them on your phone. Do you have them on, on your phone? No, your no. Okay, so, so what we do is we, um, when we get vaccinated, we download a, a cert onto our phone so we can travel everywhere. But you need it now, you, you would need it in Ireland to go to a restaurant, to get in, inside, indoor in a restaurant, you need your COVID cert for, for pretty much everything. So do you just flash your phone? Is that how that works? Like, yeah, like show, you, show? Into, you have to go into your app and there's a barcode and then they um, scan that and then you're in. What if you don't have it? Are you like? Then you can't go in. You have to eat outside, which okay. is getting cold. It's getting cold now, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Are people are people like buying into the vaccination stuff? Because like around here, I'm vaccinated yeah. myself, but a yeah. lot of people are are t like weirdos about it. Yeah, I think I think most of our population are vaccinated at this point. They, like they, once they got once they get they got their act together, they started to become really really good at. At doing it you know I mean very 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 efficient which is unusual because normally our health service is terrible yeah it's, it, it, America it's backwards okay. at least it seems for me because people yeah. a lot of people are like anti-vaccine or um, I don't know just, but luckily lately things have been all right but how, how are you guys doing with like the Delta variant and all that kind of stuff yeah, I mean, our numbers have gone back up again now because kids have gone back to school. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, it hasn't gone away, let's just say. Yeah. I, mean, I was interested to know because we don't get to – I haven't spoken to anybody over, overseas yeah, at all. Yeah. It's interesting. It's amazing. You, you, think it's, you think you're doing well. It, it just seems to come in cycles with us. Like, it, we were very quick to lock down. We shut down quickly. We got the the virus really well under control, and then because we're such, I guess, a gregarious family nation, they made the mistake of opening things up for Christmas. Oh, too early. Uh, yeah, and it, it just came back. Oh my God, it just was. It became worse than it ever was in the beginning. Like people came home from abroad for Christmas to celebrate because we don't have Thanksgiving. Our big celebration is Christmas. Yours is Thanksgiving, isn't it? It's bigger than Christmas, am I right? No, no, Christmas is probably yeah, the biggest. Christmas is big. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Christmas is probably yeah for us. Yeah, I would yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, yeah. we have the Fourth of July too. That's pretty big in the summer. Oh yeah, yeah. What do you have? What do you have over there? That's like that. You have anything like in the summer? Paddy's Day. Paddy's Day. It's the seventh. Oh month. yeah. Yeah, that's that's our day. Yeah, that's big for us yeah. too. We love we love yeah. so that's that's a fave. An excuse to celebrate. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Drink some some Guinness. Do, is Guinness like your fave? Is it? Me no, I don't like Guinness and I don't like whiskey, but they would be very popular here. All right, I I like beer and um, well, beer mostly beer. Yeah. How do you feel about um, seltzers? Or what's I don't the? Even know what a seltzer is? What's a seltzer? Like a like a alcoholic seltzer, like um. I don't have one on me right now. Oh man. Is but, it like, is it like there's things that are becoming really popular? They're like your vodka and something. Yeah. Mixed in. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're becoming a big thing here. Are they? Younger people. Yeah. Younger people. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was curious how, how the Irish would, would take to that because. Oh yeah. We try anything. <laughs> <laughs> anything alcoholic. You're good with it. <laughs> oh yeah. In the, in the book, there's like, I don't know how many words for drunk, but like, oh my God. Like, give give me some. What, what, what do you have? Okay. Balubas. That's not as common as uh, you could just say hammered. Yes, lattered, awesome. uh -huh. legless, moldy, which is like moldy, um, pickled, pissed, uh -huh. plastered, polluted, shit faced, stoches, three sheets to the wind. Yeah. In bits, in pieces, hanging, half cut, gone. <laughs> yeah, fluted, off your face, out of your tree, like millions, millions and millions. A lot of those yeah. I've recognized. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, cool. You probably you have some Irish blood in you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe there was more Irish people around here than I thought. <laughs> we do. We go everywhere because we had our big famine. I don't know whether you know about Irish history, but we had this massive famine. And, that's, all, that's all I know about the Irish is the, is the Yeah. Yeah. We're famous for our famine. Yeah. For dying and starving and emigrating. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, we, like, if you look at an awful lot of the names, like, especially um, firemen and policemen in America, the Irish names in them, they're everywhere. 
like I was watching a program on 9-11 there recently, it was tragic, um, yeah. but the amount of names that came up on screen that were Irish was quite incredible. Yes. Know? Oh, so big time, had, yeah. Yeah. A lot of O, o apostrophe names. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, millions of them. Mm, it's cra- yeah, it is, it is crazy. I, yeah. have, I have some Irish relatives um, yeah. myself, but I'm trying to think. Is Eccleston a, a last name of? No, no, that sounds very English to me. Try harder. <laughs> champion? No. Oh, well, Campion. You, it's not Campion, is it? It's Champion. Well, that's, champion that's how we say it. Irish. No. Champion would be one. But, so, but sometimes what happened was when people, when families were coming through Ellis Island, you know, the people were just taking names down and they were just tired or, you know, lazy. They just put often put the wrong name down and then right. people just kept that name because uh, I think a lot of people just wanted to start a new life anyway so it kind of suited them to have a new name, name right. and so off they went so so Campion would be an Irish but name but not Champion okay any other ones uh that's the two that I would think I would my, my last name is Scott and I think that's Scott. Scottish maybe I don't know probably is yeah it's not Irish but my, I'll tell you a few Irish names so, um, Kelly is a big one. Oh, there's your dog. He's Look gorgeous. At this boy. Yeah, he's a good boy. Hello. <laughs> um, Kelly, Kelly yep. Kennedy, Fitz anything. Fitzgibbon, Fitzsimon, Fitzpatrick, um, Dunn, O'Sullivan, O'Shea, yep. as you say, all the O's. Um, O'Rourke. O'Rourke, yeah. Or, Straight away, I, I think of a pub called O'Rourke, which is pretty famous. It is. A- um, Donnelly, oh, like, there's just millions of them, yeah. So, um, that's very cool, so, yeah. Well, so the next time you get, do you have like, do you do you have like a network of you don't have like an Irish family that gets together? You probably a little bit of everything in you, have you? Yes, uh, I don't have it, but my my family, I have a lot of Italian in my family, ah, and uh, Lebanese actually. I Lebanese. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh wow! So, but they're all spread out, all all over the place. But around yeah. where we live is a lot of Italian. Like, like that's, oh, yeah. that's like the main, the main uh, overriding. Okay. around my area, for sure. Because we we um the Irish and the Italians get on really well. So there was um there was in 1990 in the World Cup, um. It was Italia, so it was in Italy. So the Irish, all the Irish went over, all the Irish supporters, Irish supporters just go en masse and they just have the crack. And Italians are very like Irish in that sense. They just, they hang out, they're chill, they're, you know, probably a little bit more vibrant than we are. (laughs) But the fans just really connected. And ever since, there's been a huge connection between Ireland and Italy in terms of, you know, visiting each other's countries. But we're, we're kind of on the same wavelength i think in terms of the way we live life with quite a lot of joy and yeah family oriented and family. yeah 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 it's a lot how things are in my specific area of yeah. of rhode island because rhode island because rhode island i mean you, you know america's you know everybody's every you know everything all the time mm-hmm. but this this specific area that i live in uh near westerly rhode island um is a lot like that a lot of close italian families uh, that have never that came straight here from wherever on Ellis Island, like Sicily. A lot of Sicilians, um, and they have never left. You know, f- generations of families that have been here, and it's always that's that's very cool to me. Even like my girlfriend's family, like they're mm-hmm. all from the same family, same part of Italy, and they all stayed oh, in this wow. area. It's pretty pretty cool. And have you visited Italy? No, I have not personally. I want oh, to. Oh, it's I, so amazing. That's, that's one of my life goals is to get make it over there. Yeah. Yeah, For and sure. Sicily is fab too. Fab, it's just amazing. I love Sicily. I love oh. Italy, Italy and the Italians. And I remember the first time I went to Italy, it was I was going. My husband was working, and I just went along. And um, I remember being in the hotel room, and then just going out for a walk. And I think I got to the end of the street. I turned around, went back in, changed my clothes because they are just so well groomed. Really, you know. Yeah, they call it Bella Figura, and they like it's a big thing. You have to look good, you know. I'll keep that in mind. I I know. Yeah, a lot of good... to dress up. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll make sure to dress up for that one. <laughs> Gotta get my my wardrobe fixed up. Yeah, yeah, gonna have to invest. There are a lot of good pizzas out there. Oh, the food is amazing. Oh, yeah, 
nothing yeah. better than some Italian. Did you ever get, did you ever get any good, good Italian when you were in uh, New York? Because I know there's a lot of good Yeah. Stuff. In fact, in Ireland, I lived next to an Italian for a while. Um, his name was Leonardo. And uh, I remember one, his, uh, yeah, the best, uh, his, his cooker stopped working for some reason. And he came in to me with his dish to cook. And um, it was years and years ago. So um, he was cooking risotto, which is like such a common thing now. But back then, Irish people probably wouldn't have been familiar with risotto, right? right. Um, so he comes into the kitchen with his risotto and um, I'm going, oh, that looks really interesting. What is that? Oh my God, he was so disgusted that I didn't know what risotto was. I mean, he was like literally offended. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, he went ahead and he cooked on my cooker and took his risotto away. But I was like, oh, that's not nice. <laughs> How about that? That's so funny. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like there was a thing on the internet. It was um, it was uh, really funny and it was uh, really genuine. So it was an Italian, young Italian man and his girlfriend was cooking pasta. You call it pasta, I think, or something. Yes, you, say yes. pasta, you say pasta, you say pasta. Pasta. Pasta, pasta. Yeah. Um, so he was cooking, she was cooking the pasta. And what she was doing was she was breaking the pasta and putting it into the um, uh, boiling water. Have you, you haven't seen this, have you? No. The guy went nuts. He was like, oh, yeah, you cannot do that. And then he'd be going, darling. And then he'd be going mental as well at the same time. That it was a travesty that she had broken the pasta. Um, it was so funny. So funny. So, yeah, they take their cooking really seriously. I, for sure, for sure. My yeah. mom, my mom is is part time, but she but she does break her pasta. She, in, before she, she does, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay, yeah, that's, inter- that's interesting. Why that would be? Yeah. Because oh no, they get very they get very um particular about the food. Yeah, it's very, like really important, really important. Like I just eat to live, whereas yeah, right. they the other way around. <laughs> right. Yeah, they live to eat for sure. <laughs> for sure. I think it's I have like that in me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you do you eat a lot of potatoes, is, or is that just a Irish show? Yeah, buds. Yeah. Call them spuds. Yeah, we do. I'm. We do. We really do. Um, I I have a the autoimmune condition, so I'm on a particular diet that disallows potatoes, and that's when I realize how much we do eat potatoes. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Oh but that's why that's why we had our famine because we relied so much on the potato. Because what happened was, um, Britain had these laws called the penal laws, and they were unbelievably unfair. So, so they were designed to make Irish people powerless. So there were laws like you can't send your children to school, you can't have a job, you can't own land. You know, so they impoverished the Irish people. This is how the famine happened. So we had to rent little tiny plots of land and we had to, you know, grow things that we could live on. And so potatoes were very nourishing. So everybody grew potatoes. When the famine came, every, all the crops died for, you know, I think it was three different years, one after the other. So people either died or emigrated, really, and the British didn't help at all. Can I just take that? For the that yeah. <laughs> well, America doesn't have a very good track record with, with uh, the, the British either, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it, there are a few countries that will feel the same. Oh, yeah, totally. Now, yeah. forgive me for my ignorance, but um, it, so Wales is above Ireland? Is that the deal? Like, what's the Actually, it's, it's to the east. Like, so, so, we live, so we live in Dublin. So... Um, there's this hill I go every day. It's just so, so beautiful. It's called Kalani Hill. For anybody who ever visits, you have to visit Kalani Hill. And on Kalani Hill, on a very particular day, weather-wise, you can actually see Wales. Really? But it's only on very certain days. Um, so it's, it's just east of us. So okay. east of Dublin, you can see Wales. Yeah. Is, so is it no we, problem to go there? Or, or do you have to like bring a passport? Is that how that works? Yeah, you'd have to bring a passport, but you wouldn't want to be going because there's nothing there. I'm joking. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I don't know. <laughs> they're good singers. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they are very good at singing, and they're very good at rugby, actually. Really? How about um? Yeah. How about Northern Ireland? Is that is that a different thing than Ireland itself? Yeah. So so it's part of the UK. There are six counties up in the north, and they are 
part of the UK. So, so basically what happened after all that revolution and the times after that, they divided up the country and the top six went to the UK and the rest was the Republic of Ireland. So that's where all the tension has been. Yeah. You know, of the two different religions, you've got the Catholics and the Protestants, and the, Cat the Catholics would prefer a republic, and the Protestants want to be connected to the UK. So, yeah, and the Protestants, a lot of them came from Scotland. They were put in, they were Scottish mercenaries that were put there by the British to keep the Catholics under control. Right. So there's always been animosity, historically as well. Uh -huh. But... Um, but the Scots people, like in Scotland, we would get on with them very well because they're Celtic. They're like us. They're so they're quite like us in lots of ways. Their humor would be similar. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, we you don't go there have, no, to Scotland. No, to well, um, to Northern Ireland. We don't. Not really. No, actually, it's really interesting. We don't. Um, we, well, I don't. Some people do. I mean, the the, the you've got um, the border counties that border Northern Ireland people cross over and back all the time um but it's funny and it, it, I guess it's not fair really that in the sense that we felt quite disconnected from the troubles in the republic because they were very much centered up in the north so um so yeah that's interesting to know I, I just I always knew there was some kind of tension there but I just I try to just I don't know I didn't pay much attention in school honestly. oh it was <laughs> No, it was serious. Like in the in the nineteen seventies, it was terrible. Really? Like you had, oh yeah, there was the 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 whole community was divided, and so you had these tit for tat murders of just regular people. So you might have somebody going to deliver food or a taxi driver, and they're just murdered. Really? Yeah, yeah, and it it was forward back all the time, and there were bombs and explosions. Um, I was just talking to somebody today about a teacher that my son had. Um, and his his sister was up north and got killed in an explosion. So so it was it was very very serious. There was a huge I mean tension is a word. The tensions were was a word that was used. Um, so the seventies and eighties were the big 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 times. And and you know there were explosions. The IRA carried out explosions in the UK as well. Um, so there was a huge tension between Ireland and England at that time. Um, you know, that, so, so that's the time my husband was living over there. So there would have been a huge anti-Irish sentiment. Oh. Um, yeah, he'd feel wow. it. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 really, that's really interesting because, uh, you know, it's funny too about uh, as far as like, you know, American studies go, at least for me, is that you, I, I never hear that kind of stuff about things that go on over there where you guys are mm. and stuff like that. Mm. We only hear about the problems mm. we have here a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah, but even like I think people growing up in the UK would get a very different history lesson than we would. Right. You know, nobody wants to talk about what their country did wrong. Um, yep. Except the Germans. Germans are very good at that. In fairness, they're yeah, they are. Angsty. Yeah. Yeah, they're very candid about it. Yeah. Yeah. Even like, um, even like up to the point with the Berlin Wall and all that stuff. That's and that was mm. recent too. I I didn't realize that when mm. I went over there. It's, yeah, I love Berlin. It's, it's, I like the Germans, actually. Yeah, pretty cool over there, isn't it? Like the, yeah. the architecture and stuff like that. The, oh, I love it. And the vandalism is fabulous. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, the coolest graffiti yeah. ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah, me too. Well, I appreciate you coming on today. This has been a fantastic oh, interview fun. with you. Um, and can people come uh, find you on Twitter and stuff like that? Or yeah, Facebook? yeah, yeah. At Denise Deegan on Twitter, at Denise Deegan on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, but I don't, I don't do my posts as I should. I, I suppose I feel most at home. Maybe I, I talk most on Twitter than I do anywhere else. Um, yeah, I think it, because just because it's so quick, you can just yeah. shoot off some sort of random thought. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can connect with people a lot, I think. Um, you know, the guy, it's, it's, it's a real leveler. You can connect with anyone in that sense i like that that you can just yeah. talk to anyone yeah that's how, that's how we found each other yeah 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 it's pretty cool we're, we're a big twitter uh podcast ourselves um oh, cool. the, the, there's four guys that that use the twitter all at once so we tweet a lot so oh uh, brilliant if you you've i saw you followed us before just uh yeah. and don't be surprised when you see like a lot of tweets and don't feel like you have to follow us or you can always mute us because we there's a lot of tweets that come off that podcast <laughs> I learned about sport. Oh yeah, I'll follow you with my personal account though. That's that's the okay. Idea. 
do 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 yes yes you'll you'll appreciate it and then when you let me know when you're coming to ireland and we'll um this is this is not an empty promise like we irish people when they say to you okay well call us or get in touch when you're coming over we'll look after you we do like it's not it's not an empty kind of promise that sometimes people make this is like irish people are very hospitable Uh, hey good to know Uh, you know what i've always wanted to go to ireland so yeah. I'll be in touch with my people and we'll see what's going on. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be fantastic. We have to do it. Okay, so September and May are the best months. My husband and myself have this discussion um, all the time. He goes May, I say September. Really? But they do seem to be weather-wise the best months. Why is that? Fall, we, fall and spring kind well, of thing? What, what, why? I, it just, I don't know why. It just seems to be the, the, less, the least cloudy weather. And it's, oh. it's you know... You can't, to be honest, in Ireland, you cannot really rely on any weather at any point. It can do anything at any time. Um, the uh, Romans, I believe, didn't come to Ireland because it was too cold. So they call us Hibernian, which means permanent winter. And honestly, really? you can get a summer that is winter. No. Honest, honest to God, you can. Now, this summer was, was really nice. So I don't know. I think the world's weather systems are changing. and. Yeah. This year, anyway, was was so nice here. We were all pleasantly surprised because we, we, I mean, we we expect the worst. Weather wise, how, how hot does it get in the summer? Is it like oh, it never gets really hot? So this summer, I think, was highly unusual because it went into the high twenties. Oh, oh, you you do Fahrenheit, so yeah, I'm not sure what that is. Let's see, but not not high at all. Like it like seventies probably for, for uh... probably eighties would be as high as you get. Now let me just okay, twenty. Let's put in twenty eight centigrade to Fahrenheit that's 82 it would it really wouldn't get hotter than that that's about as hot as it goes um and and you know what it's on average summer temperature would be probably 18 celsius so that's in the 70s so you're never going to like get sunstroke here you're safe wow yeah we get Mm -hmm. we get close to 100 a lot a lot of days in the honest i would love i would love it to be much hotter what would be a hundred Celsius? Or, or like yeah, I would. That would be lovely for me. I'd love that. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's it's nice around here. We get a nice tan a lot of times. Yeah. Already the tan's fading though. Sadly, it's middle or late September now. So, oh well. <laughs> how, how, when does it start getting really cold? For us, close to like November. Okay. And and do you get like serious snow now in winter? Yeah. Yeah, we do here. Yes. Oh, yeah, wow. but that'll be. Uh, lately, like it used to be, like in December we started getting snow, but yeah. the last I don't know, maybe like ten years we get like the snow more than January to like March, a lot okay. of times, and we get a lot of snow when we get it. Yeah, and especially in, we could we could go through a whole winter and get no snow. Really, or do you yeah. get some snow sometimes? Though, like you get like, do you ever get like? Most recently, we've been getting snow where where like we we would have gone you, there could have been 10 years in a row when there would have been no snow and then there might be a year and all then snow. yeah well no never all snow but like it's hilarious when when it snows here it's chaos we really because no one has plows and stuff? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, everything goes just stops because yep. we're like oh my god it's snow and like, we just can't handle it like anymore you'd never get more i know i was gonna say you'd never get more than an inch but recently in the last few years you might get like six inches and we got we got this warning okay so the other thing Irish people do is they don't tend to panic right unfortunately because we need to sometimes so so we were we were told and I didn't believe it the news was saying oh there's big snowstorms coming and I'm like yeah right um like over the next three days so stock up and I'm like what nuts and I didn't I swear to god we nearly ran out of food no way (laughs) Yeah, because I had no idea, right? First of all, all the roads were, you couldn't drive. And I thought, that's fine. I'll just walk to the shop, right? So I walk, you say store, we say shop. So I walk in the snow to the local shop and the shops are literally empty because none of the the delivery trucks could deliver. And then there was anybody, it was a bit like Christmas with the cranks, you know, and everybody's trying to grab all the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were living out of the freezer. So we were down to the most weird mixes of food at this point because like there was nothing left. So the next time I, I will listen to the um, snow warnings. But <laughs> it was highly unusual for that to happen. Like highly unusual. Like I just did not believe that that was going to happen. 
it's funny, you know, around here when it when it snows, everybody for some strange reason we all go and get milk and eggs and bread. Bread was the thing that ran out in this country. Bread and why? toilet paper. Yeah, toilet yo, paper. yo, yeah, toilet paper. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> People have some digestive issues they're not talking about during the, the pandemic, and we, what the hell? <laughs> Messed up, but true. <laughs> so funny. It's funny. And well, thought. Salt, salt, salt because salt, of really? yeah. Could you really? melt the ice? Oh yeah, would they put yeah. like, like table salt on the ground? Yeah, yeah. Really, we we have like mm. special salt, but not like um, not like the well, actual you, like you normal proper, salt. You proper systems in place. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta just make it happen with whatever you have. Irish like, people are just like a system. No, 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 no. We'll be grand. Okay, this is a big thing in Ireland. It'll be grand. It'll be grand. In other words, it'll be fine. That's like literally the way we think. Or, you know, the young people now, they just say, be grand, be grand, be grand. Like, it'll be fine, be grand. Um, and grand okay. is, a word, brand is a, a word we use all the time as well. And it means different things. Like, if you ask somebody, like, how are you? And they said, I'm grand. That's not good, necessarily. That's kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay, I'm fine. But if, if they said, oh, I'm grand out, or I'm grand altogether, that's good. If you said to somebody, um, would you like a cup of tea? And they said, no, I'm grand. That's no thank you. Um, so it's, it's completely flexible and used in so many different contexts. It's, um, How about that? Cool. Yeah, and it's, it's, nobody uses grand like the Irish. No, no, we don't. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, well, we might say like, just grand, but like sarcastically around here, like, oh, just grand. Yeah, 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 but that's about yeah. it. We don't we don't use it like to flex that word around at all. Yeah, oh yes, we use it all the time. Around here, we use the f word a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, we do that too. Do we're very good at the yeah, cursing. We're we're actually pretty um, like compared to America and the UK, we are very flowery. Yeah, yeah. What's like I would be like I I am this respectable middle aged middle class woman, and my my mouth is foul. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, uh, I'm a middle class plumber, and my mouth is extremely foul <laughs> sometimes, especially on this podcast. But we've been very, you and I have been very civil during this. We've been very good. We yes. just did a few Irish Irish curses, like yeah. shite, Bob shite, and feck, and yeah, <laughs> nothing, nothing too, uh, too raunchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very well behaved. Very well. Well, I would definitely want, I definitely want to have you back again if you'd like with my other oh, friend. Right. Sure, I'd love cool. that. We have to. Yeah. Uh, Figure something out with it with the with the time period and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm glad it worked yeah. out today. Yeah, great. Good evening. It was fun. Very fun. It was great talking to you. Yeah. You too. You too. And yeah, we'll we'll be in touch for sure. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay. Well listen, have a great Halloween. That's the next big thing, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Enjoy. All right. Thank you very much.